guys, and welcome back to another episode of Talk Fame Podcast. I'm Kaya Montigny. Today is such an important episode and something that I know I struggle with, but also usually I struggle with as well. But we will kind of be um, diving into mental health with Uzi, who is almost three years into recovery and mental health advocate. Thank you so much, Uzi, for joining us for today's conversation and kind of like sharing a little bit of your story with us. It's much appreciated. Thank you for having me. Of course. So, like, I know, like, with you, like, you kind of dealt with some mental health stuff, but if people aren't familiar with your journey with mental health, like, how would you kind of explain, like, your mental health journey over the last couple of years? So, it started when I was really, really young, about the age of six. I lost my grandpa on my dad's side. I the first grandparent I think I've ever lost. Yeah, from my first grandparent. And at the time of like six years old, you, your mind and your body as a kid, you don't understand. Like you understand there's something happening, but you don't understand like what happened because at the age of six, how do you explain to like seven to eight kids that their grandfather is gone and he's not coming back? Like mm-hmm. you can't really explain that. And I think as time went on, I lost my second grandpa the day of my eighth grade graduation and I wasn't told because they wanted me to attend my graduation because they thought that was more important than my grandpa's death. And I found out actually when I was at daycare, I was on my phone and because of who my family is, it was on YouTube and it was all of the news. And that's how I found out. And I remember like asking myself, like I called my dad. I asked my daycare teacher, I'm like, hey, can I make an emergency phone call? Because technically it was an emergency. So I called, I'm like, hey, dad, you didn't tell me anything. Like, why aren't you telling me anything? What's happening? Like, what's going on with grandpa? What, where is he? What's going on? And like, as a kid at 13, you're like, yeah, you know what death is. But like, you don't expect like the day you're supposed to graduate middle school and run to high school that you'll be losing someone you love so dearly, like a second dad. And my grandpa was my second dad because he raised me when I was about one I think about three or four years old, he raised me. So I think in that circumstance, there's like so many people that are like, people don't understand that like losing a grandparent, it's like really hard Mm -hmm. because that traumatized me, but I was emotionally numb at that age. So like, I didn't really understand. And I, I, I didn't understand. I just I just want to like roll off my back and be strong for like everyone in the family and my cousin. Like I wanted to be there for them. I didn't want anyone there for me because I didn't like think I needed that support because I, as a kid, like I was like, I can't cry. I can't be sad. Like I didn't know him long enough. Like I did, but like you want to be strong for your family and your friends and your like extended family because they're going through tough times just like you are. And then right after that, I think three or four years later, I lost my grandma. And that sent me actually spiraling downwards because I was not talking about any of this. And my grandma died. And a couple of months later, I think it was four months, was it? Three months later, I had a mental health crisis because I was not talking about the way I was feeling hurt. And like, I felt betrayed because they died and they lost me here on earth by myself because that's how I started, like, felt at that moment. And it was super hard on me. And then I finally decided, like my family, like, decided I should get some help because I was really struggling with it like internally and I wasn't I was crying every night I was crying myself to sleep I was not able to sleep I would look up at the night sky and I just like wonder like 
what they would think of me would like I I always wanted their approval because they always like they taught me that I'm a strong person and that I'm going to be someone someday and like they're the people that believed me when I didn't know what I was and they always told me like I'm gonna be something big I'm gonna make great memories I'm gonna like change the world and like at that age it's like you don't really know what you're getting your life into because you're only 13 years old and after getting some help it's I'm still getting help but um it does fade away but it's not that it like totally goes away because truly it does not go away as much as you want it to for me it's like some days I actually have my grandpa and my grandma's pillows and blankets I brought back from overseas to sleep with because that's why I sleep with that night because it comforts me I like asked my parents I'm like would my grandparents be proud of me what do they think of me what do you think they would say what do you think they would want me to do in this situation mm-hmm. because I'm used to like asking them everything and now I only have one grandma from my dad's side and then I'm my great grandpa on my dad's side so it's like having those two grandparents really help and I think then right after my grandma passed away last year last February actually my grandpa's one of his brothers passed away and it like felt like another stab in the back in a way like a stab like like you don't know that's happening and I think my grandma's brother passing away the one that passed away before my grandpa passed away that one I didn't understand like I knew it was gone but like certain people don't affect you more than others I think and even though I was close with him and I do have memories and I get told memories I was close with him, but, like, I was super young. So, like, you don't have that, like, strong connection. Like, as you're growing up, you build bigger bonds and you're stronger. Like, how do, you, how do I explain it? When you're older, you have, like, a tighter bond and you understand, like, the humanity. You understand how to build those connections with each other. And I think my grandpa's brother that passed away this February, I think it happened the day I actually had therapy that morning shocker I don't know how that happened but it was a coincidence uh I woke up my dad walked in and usually he comes in if I haven't woken up by like about therapy that morning I like you woken up beforehand so I can get ready and I remember him walking in so I was like okay yeah it's time to get like up and stuff like that and then I went on Facebook and it says my grandpa's on a ventilator and I paused I'm like so I go to all my other extended family's Facebook and it says He's on a ventilator. There was like no update. Like I didn't see the updates because they weren't working on my Facebook. So it's completely crashed. So my dad comes into my room. Is I'm like, is he still on the ventilator? Is my grandpa still on the ventilator? He's like, he's dead. And I, like, I think I cried. I honestly don't remember what I said or did, but I believe I think I cried. And I like went on my phone and I texted every single family member I spam texted I spam called and then I like mentally could not put myself together into like any piece at all and I remember getting onto my computer like I am right now and being on therapy and my eyes just like balled up and I could not speak I I literally could not speak because I I guess my body didn't understand what was happening and my therapist goes Uzi are you okay like are you like are you good because she knows like when I'm good when I'm not so she's like are you okay and I just but bawling and I'm just like no and I remember I was talking about it and I wasn't allowed to go to school 
I wasn't able to do schoolwork. Unfortunately, I was off for like three, four days. Um, she told me that I need to relax and watch some TV and like take care of myself, go take a shower, go back to sleep. And like she like said, don't worry about it. I'll contact your university and teachers and stuff like that to let them know like this is happening so you can like have a couple of like mental days for yourself and like understand what's happening. So I think that really helped me in like the healing process because my grandma on my, my dad's side has always been there. And I think she always like, she's like my like person to go to. Like she's my rock. Like she like tells me I can do anything I put my mind to. I can do anything I want to if I'm willing to work hard at it. She knows the things that I love, like advocacy. I put my all into it. Like this is my heart. This is what I'm meant to do in my life. And things I hate doing, I will not do, I will do it, but I will not put my full heart into it. And I, it'll be like a half-baked project. And I think from that, it just like stemmed into like the healing process of just like, like it never goes away, but like you don't remember it as much. Yeah, like you're right in that. I'm so sorry everything that happened. Like, like losing a grandparent, like it can be just a tragic, you know what I mean? So it's like, I mean, so when I lost my grandma back in 2017, I was probably 10, I think I was like 10, to about to turn 11. Um, and I remember at that point, that was heartbroken. And I'm still heartbroken this day, but I don't have to talk about it. Yeah. Is that like, I'm still heartbroken every time the anniversary comes of her death each year. Yeah. It always, like, I always ball myself to, like, in my, like, I always ball because I'm just like, why it's real, like, it just like Why it happens. emotions from that day, like from the where the time of death, this comes back on that. I can like, remember everything, like even like the day, like when the anniversary comes around, and like if you remember exactly what happened that day, like mm-hmm. I do, some for some reason, it's like you don't want to you don't want to remember what happened that day, like you like you don't remember the person, mm-hmm. but you don't want to remember the events of that day that happened. Yeah, like, I have to be the strong person for my cousins. I had to break the news to them over the phone. Was that fun? No. Because they didn't believe me until, like, I got in a group chat. And, like, I agree with you. Like, it never goes away. Yeah, like, it gets better with time, but it's never, mm-hmm. like, going to go away. It's going to stick with yeah. you. But yeah. I have a picture, I think, right here. This is when they were still alive. Aw, that's so cute. Yeah. So I still have this picture. It's one of my favorite pictures in my room. I have a couple more, but that one's my favorite because I made it for my grandma and my grandpa um, for Valentine's Day. I made him a heart card when I was, I think, six or seven. I made them like a heart card. And you know how they pass away? You like you clean the room and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And yeah. like I opened his, uh, my grandparents' closet, one of the drawers, and right there in the middle, like smack dab in the middle, I'm not even kidding, like in the middle was a card I made for them. And my jaw dropped. I'm like, they still have it. They have that card for me. Like, there was no other card. It was literally my heart with my name on it. Like, you know how, like, as a kid, you have, like, the uppercase and the lowercase and the uppercase and the lowercase? Yeah. And I knew my handwriting, and it was smashed up in the middle. And I'm just like, my grandpa kept it. Of all things. You know, like, mm-hmm. he kept that thing. He kept it. In that drawer with the keys and other stuff he had that were important. Because I was the first grandchild on my mom's side. So 
it was like right there. And I remember calling my mom over. I'm like, look what I found. And my mom's like, oh my God. I'm like, he kept it. Like, it's still a shock to me that today. I like told the story so many times. He had that card. And like, my uncle, I remember telling me, he's like, yeah, we still have that card. And like, that card just means so much to me. And it's, I don't know. It's like, I'm so happy to know that he had it till he died. Mm-hmm. I love that. Like, it's like always good to know, like, your grandparents kept something that, you know, like you had, you know, like, I remember, like, from when I was um, at my grandma's house, they sell like, after she passed away, they sold the house. But when that, she, when we still had that house, they would, like, she, like, she had one of my school pictures of me and my brother. Oh. And she had it, like, I think on top of her TV or, like, right next to it. And I just remember walking in and it'd be like, you see my picture. And she kept, we gave her my school picture. I think it was from like, my guess, maybe first or second grade, maybe my guess okay. around that time. And she kept it every time I walked in, um, it would be there. I don't know who has it now. I don't know who has it now, to be honest with you. Me y'all. neither. I don't know who has the card now. I just know, because they cleaned out their room because they moved, like, my younger uncle, like my mom's younger brother has the top of the house and my mom's older brother has the bottom of the house. Mm-hmm. Like they clean up like the my grandparents' rooms. So, like I don't know who has what. Yeah. I know we still have... the only thing I have is like a little thing she made when she was in the nursing home and one of the blankets she made before her off problems. That's like the only thing I have. I mean, like a the gooey box. Only things that I have are the two blankets, the white and green blanket and then a green and red blanket. And I think I have maybe one or two other things. I do have um my dad's handkerchief, my, not dad's, my grandpa's handkerchief that I used to play with. And my mom and my dad said they're going to saving it until I'm getting married. They're going to save it and give it to me when I'm married because that's something I want to like wear on my ankle or something like that to like remember my grandpa. So oh. they have that until I'm getting married. So I think that's really special to me. Mm-hmm. I like asked about it. I'm like, can I have it now? Can I have it now? Because I'm like, mm-hmm. you want that piece with you because like you and parents. But at the same time, it's like such a special piece. You have to like wait to like mm. hold it. Um. Yeah, it's like a moment where like, can I just get married now? Like, please. Yeah, I like I like ask my grandparents. I'm like, is there anything else that's left? I like, I'm like, I want more, and I, I don't know why. I, just, I do it, and it's like. Hmm. Yeah. And um. What are some things that you did to kind of get through that recovery of losing a grandparent into that process? I think, like, a lot of crying, a lot of talking in therapy, a lot of, like, being around family and, like, talking to them, like, spending some time with them and, like, connecting with my cousins, making sure I'm spending time with my cousins and, like, being around, like, people that they used to love and, like, being open and honest, I guess, about it and not, like, not that like you don't look back, but like you tend to like live for them technically. Mm-hmm. Like you my grandmother always had the dream of like me graduating college, me getting my first car, me driving, me moving, me getting married. Like this everything I'm doing right now, like everything in my life, like everything, literally everything. This was my grandparents' dream. So right now I'm technically living my grandparents' dream, which means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. yeah definitely like with living like your grandparents dream they have for you this like makes it like you think like oh my gosh like I'm not doing this for myself but I'm also doing it for my loved ones that want me to do this as a yep. woman I think 
they always like told me what they wanted and it's weird to like now like them not be here but like living it you know mm-hmm. it's like, well you, this is what your grandparents wanted for you and I think I have certain rules in the family that I have to keep and I try to uphold and like it's weird that like I'm at this age now and it's like like I like I'm still in awe to them it's like whoa this is what my grandparents were talking about like this is what they meant yeah it's like it's it just becomes very weird like from when they your family member had a, like a dream for you and they're not there to kind of live that dream with you yeah I'll like look at my window I'll open my blinds and I'll be like grandma grandpa if you're listening watching you're welcome and I wish you were here to see me grow up because mm-hmm. I still like to say I wish they watched me grow up because it's it's been really special like having them in my life and it's like my grandparents were literally my everything because mm-hmm. I think it was they because of who they were they were really well known over to so like I would be spoiled basically I don't think to myself spoiled but like in a way I was spoiled so like it's like your grandparents gave you the world basically like mm-hmm. every grandparent I believe gives a grandchild the world and I think I was given that world by them and it was like hard not having that and then I think my grandma does her best, my great-grandpa, to give me the world still. And they do every single day. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, nice to, like, talk to them. They're, like, this is what I'm doing. They're, like, asking the same questions and I'll answer. And I'm just, like, yeah, college is great, Gucci. Like, they ask me, like, how's driving? I'm, like, eh. It's going good. Yeah, like, before I got my license in August, they only asked me, like, have you already lost it yet? Have you been driving? Have you been driving? How's driving? And I'm, just like, grandma calm down like <laughs> she's like you need to be an independent child I'm like grandma I'm working on it thank you but I'm working on it mm-hmm. yeah like, exactly. now, she's like, like I got this like I'm working on it because like I used to like be scared of driving and then my grandma was like I need to have me feel scared take it close your eyes take a deep breath before you drive and think about me and I'm always there with you when you're driving I, I don't know if that was like my base motivator to like get my license and now I'm getting a car that's coming this week and um my grandma's like my grandma's like so excited my like cousins I'm just like bro it's just a car and it's just a license it's not like for them it means the world so like I'll do anything to make them happy so mm-hmm. yeah that's the most important thing um do you think social media can like impact our recovery or mental health for me definitely I feel like it depends the person the person because everyone is different everyone copes differently, everyone sees things differently and in different ways, and we can't really note that. We only know ourselves, and I feel like social, I've said this on one or two of the podcasts, social media is a highlight reel of people's life. Oh, Very yeah. few people put the bad times on social media, but, like, mostly probably 99% of social media is just all, like, everyone living the best life, not putting the worst moments on there. Some of my friends and my daughter advocates like me, we put up our best and worst moments on there, where other people don't so it just really depends on person to person oh 100 like it, like with social media it can like really like damage people's mental health because like when people like post like their best lives on social media or if it's like an influencer or just one of your friends regularly um it can like make you just upset thinking like why can i live their life like yeah. that or why can i be pretty yeah. like them like it just makes you kind of like less like so you compare like you can compare like I wish I had that or I wish I was doing this right now instead of being depressed whatever not and I think my therapist always reminded me like 
social media is just like the good times and it's like social media I tend to put my good and my bad times on there because my therapist really reminds me be authentic so it's like I'm trying to be the best authentic self I can possibly be and I think having my friends put their good and bad times too really helps me and it's like social media isn't just all like the good times like the people that do are just being social media influencers big time and I think people that put like the true self the their true selves on social media are the type of friends that I have that like put good and bad times and that advocate for social like advocate for mental health over social media and I think really more than half my friends are advocates that's who I'm friends with and I think that's who I like surround myself with and mm-hmm. like I tend to like I can't talk to people that are fake or like are two-faced because I I rather lose like that I don't like that I don't I just don't appreciate that it's just not my energy it like kills the energy kills the vibes yeah. yeah exactly and um you were currently in a process of writing a book like what can you kind yeah. of say about that so I started a podcast and I'm writing a book about my life and I want to get it done by 2024 the end of 2024 like December I want to be done with it because I graduate next December so I want to like finish my book and my um book by them so I can release it and publish and release it before I move to Florida to like do an internship and I'm going to continue with my podcast even when I'm in Florida I'm hopefully taking my podcast stuff I'll see what I can take mm-hmm. um but I definitely am working on my book but it's also like super busy in my own life because I'm putting like everything like it's hard sometimes to like remember every single thing that's happened or event in your life so mm-hmm. you kind of have to like remember it and it's like okay so this happens so I'll type it down and then like if I remember something I'll like take it day by day type it type it type it and then like I have to go through and proofread it and I'm just like okay this sounds good move on to the next page what's the next thing that's happened describe it thought it rephrase edit it next and so on Ooh, that sounds so exciting like if you need help with that let me know I love to help out like I'm super excited for this I'll probably be your first buyer though <laughs> my parents I like I kept asking them like when can I publish it when can I publish it like once you don't do books you can find a publisher that is not a problem yeah and, like I think they are excited about it because I'm excited about it and they know this is something I truly want like this is something I want and it's like when I want something I want it so badly I will do anything to like get it done I'm the same way too like it's like when something I want to do so bad like I literally beg and do whatever I can to get that thing because I'm like I don't know why but like when I want something so bad I just get obsessed with it you'll do anything yeah I just get obsessed and like I think I don't care how much money or what I have to do to get this I will literally pay all the money I have from work or whatever I do to get this thing I don't care how long it's that's how you should do the gymnastics. Like you want something so bad. You I would literally spend birthday, like other people's birthday, my birthday, um, weekends, holidays, days I had off. I would spend the time in the gym. Yeah. I would exactly. not like I could not breathe if I did not go to the gym. Like I had to go to the gym. Like, mm. like you can ask my parents, my parents like, can you take a day off? Can you take two days off? I'm like, you know me my whole life. What is wrong with you? 
I will not think of that. I'm like, like when I'm like so busy doing stuff, I mean, like when I have like a day off of not like don't have school or something or a weekend or like don't have anything going on, you can see me literally always working and doing things. Yep. Like, I'm always on the grind. You're like, Kylie, like, do you think you want to take a break? You're overworking yourself. You're like, I'm like, um, I'm kind of tired, but I, I want to keep going. Yeah, I kind of want to work. I'm the advocacy. My parents are like, can't you take a break? Can't you reschedule the meeting? Can't you reschedule the recording? I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. This like, is I what I like. Schedule unless something happens. Like I'm exactly some, like I actually have something to reschedule. Because it's when you some when you're passionate about something this big, it's like you want to do it. Like you will do anything to do it. Like mm-hmm. my dad, I think he's in the other room right now. He tried calling me and I hung up because this is what I want to do. Because I even told him like I have a meeting. Like I'm busy. I'm rewarding. So it's like mm-hmm. you kind of have to be like this is what I want. Like I want this. I think my parents, like, get behind it when they see, like, I want it so badly. And, like, my cousins and everyone see it. Like, this is what she wants. Like, this is, like, what she's made for. Mm, Exactly. And the last thing I want to ask you before we hop off is, what is some advice to people that are kind of, like, dealing or struggling with mental health? I think that it's okay to talk about it. I say this in every podcast, but that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to, like, go to therapy, talk to friends, family adults teachers like talking about your mental health because you don't have to like hide it because like it's not something to be embarrassed about it's actually because like people are strong enough to like admit that they need help if I did it took me 18 years but I finally did it and I think it feels so good afterwards and he's like you feel so relieved like your body feels relieved your mind feels relieved I think you like family would be so much more happier for you and I feel like a lot of people don't realize that and it's like that it's okay to like talk about that stuff and it's like not something to be embarrassed about exactly like like that is something personally I struggle with is that like I felt like it was embarrassing to deal with mental health but it's not at the same time as a girler it's not like it's not embarrassing to be struggling with the health like everyone struggles with mental health in, in some way you know like everyone has anxiety like you know yeah. like of course every journey is different but it's, you shouldn't be afraid to be dealing with mental health or should be talking about this is such an important topic and there's so many people that care about you that want to know how you're feeling really Yep, I agree. My cousin sometimes has to remind me, like, we're here, like, you can tell us anything. And, like, so, like, having that support around you is really, also, also based on that, also having a good support system really could help you. Mm-hmm, like, having yeah. a good support system around you and, like, having people you trust, that's a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. That is the same for me as well because I know like with having a big support system for what you do is a main factor. And I know for me, if I would if I didn't have a support system, I wouldn't be doing that what I'm doing yeah. right now with you. Same like thing. I wouldn't be doing what doing what I do in life if it wasn't for a support system. Yep, me too. And that is literally the perfect way to wrap up today's episode of podcast. I really appreciate everyone for listening and I hope everyone has a great rest of your day and I hope people um that are dealing with mental health or kind of want to learn about what our journeys are like with mental health to kind of take in a little bit and how our journeys can hit back to other people. If it does, feel free to reach out to me or comment. Um, my social medias are linked below or feel free to reach out to um reach out to her. Like where can people connect with you on social media if they want to connect yep. with you? Yep. 
And um, if I hope everyone has a great day. And thank you so much, Easy, for, for coming on. I appreciate it. So thank much. you for having me. Of course. Have a good rest of your day. You too.